Though I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death, evil's all around. It's coming from the right and the left. Trust that I will see glory above. Oh, your banner of love lies over me. Between the river and the ravens, I'm fed. Between the belly and the blazes, I'm dead. So, Father, give me faith. Shalom, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us again. We are Between the River and the Ravens. I'm James, and this is my wife, Lee. Shalom. So glad you are here. Thank you for tuning in. It's a good sign. It's Thursday, almost a prep day. We are getting towards the end of this week, which is always a wonderful thing that we can enter into that sacred day of rest. So thankful that the Father has given us that day, and we look forward to it as we get closer. So thank you all, Dan. I thank you for joining us today and everyone else that tunes in here momentarily. Mm -hmm. We have definitely had an eventful week and uh, we just have another message we'd love to share with you. Kind of a continuing on of the last few episodes we've been bringing regarding warfare of the mind, the physical and even spiritual. It's, Mm -hmm. It's so prevalent and rampant everywhere we look. And so we must be ready to go to battle and to be equipped properly to win and to be successful. Mm-hmm. Let's say hi to everybody. Uh, Shalom, Brother Lee and Sister Catherine, Sister Euphrasia and Laura Lee. Shalom, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. We are we, we look forward to this too, Laura Lee. You're a, a lot of the inspiration Um behind us going down this path uh, today, although we've been building really since we started uh, from our very first show to now, we're just inviting everyone along on our journey as we journey through uh, Torah and through obedience and what we're working out between ourselves of what that means. And a lot of what we're going to be talking about tonight has been a work in progress for a while because we all uh, deal with this. And even under our roof, we deal with this uh, push and pull sort of thing. You want to share our... <laughs> yeah, so this week, the enemy within, you know, we all struggle with this. We all it's at moments of our life have been our worst enemy. And it's a very common thing. Uh, We just wanted to share because we struggle with it as well. You know, this study has been immensely helpful for us. Uh, We're not doing these studies to say, hey, you guys need to learn this because we know we know how to handle it ourselves. That's not the case. Uh, We're saying this because we need to learn this and we need to uh, strengthen ourselves and, you know, iron Iron sharpens iron. So mm-hmm. um, why not share what we're learning and, and struggling with and 
that way we all realize we're all just one big family, right? We're all going through the same stuff. And when you're in a tribe, there's no way for you to just be the only one experiencing one thing. Larley says she can relate to that cray cray picture. The minute he, James showed me that, I said, yes, that is exactly what my brain feels like most of the time. <laughs> Yeah, if you could draw it out, you know, a lot of times our minds might look like this. And, you know, in the days of social media, uh, it hasn't done us any favors uh, by interacting with others online uh, through text messages. You know, used to you might be able to conversate over the phone where someone could at least hear your voice or see you in person. Nowadays, it's just words. And so it's really up to that person to interpret whatever kind what of tone, whatever yeah. attitude they want you to have. And so, so many things are misunderstood these days. Uh, it's just really been almost a curse to our social skills uh, overall, you know, not knowing how to take things. And then, you know, the reaction, everyone generally is defensive and wants to, you know, defend their rights to be right in the situation. So it just, it's a snowball effect. So yeah. we, we felt like this was a very important topic to share. And we hope that you guys can glean something as well as us. This is for us this just as much as anyone. As well, <laughs> because we are not professionals at all. <laughs> We're a work in progress, aren't we, honey? That's right. <laughs> a lot of these topics we bring to you because it's something that's near and dear to our heart because we struggle with it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's been the wonderful thing about the beginning of this journey on YouTube. You know, we started from the basics, kind of where we came from, how we started, the first steps we've take, taken. And now we're gradually getting a little more in depth on certain topics that really have been such a blessing for us to study because it's helped us heal and overcome some of these issues that we're challenged with on a daily basis. So mm -hmm. we hope Sometimes that hourly. That's right. <laughs> we do hope that it can be a blessing for you all as well. All right. So last week, that's me. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to start. <laughs> See, I knew even when we talked about usually it it's ladies first, but not this time, <laughs> not on PowerPoints. <laughs> Back up. We have an order. We got to follow. Yes. Right? You never chop, know chop. what's going to happen. So last week we did discuss Armoring Up Buttercup. And if you haven't seen that, please do check it out. It was one of our favorite shows that we've done so far. A lot of great information on the, the armor of Yah and the different pieces that we have to put on each and every day to strengthen us. There's so much going on in the background. Sometimes we can't even see it. And so to be prepared and with that armor to not only be offensive, but defensive against those evils in this world is so important. So please check that out if you haven't so far. Shalom, Nina and Shell. Good to Sister see you Nina, both. Sister Shell, we love you guys. So glad you're here. So like I was saying, we discussed armoring up Buttercup against the principalities in high places. Every single morning before your feet even touch the floor, those same principalities have a board meeting about you, me, and every other obedient follower of Yahuwah, our Father. They discuss what worked to throw you off track yesterday, what didn't work, how you either gave up or fought back. 
They examine the thoughts in your mind, what you worry about, feel anxious about, angry about, and unsettled about. There's a list they have with every hang-up, struggle, or weakness you give time to and allow to live rent-free in your mind. They watch us react instead of reflect and convince ourselves of all kinds of ridiculous falsehoods. We discussed how to apply our armor every day to avoid spiritual attacks. But what do we do when we are the problem? What if we are the enemy within? We are in our own minds going in circles, repeating the same mistakes over and over because all it takes is one warning shot across the bow and we are in reaction mode and not in reflection mode. So true. You know, what are they, what's the same, you know, doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different outcome. That's the definition of insanity, I think. And what is usually the the body part that is associated with insanity? It's your mind. Your so brain. it's very relevant to um, that that saying. I think so. And and we can't expect this any different if we're not willing to change ourselves. We want the change to happen in others, but the change must happen within ourselves as well. Right. And I don't think it's just. Uh that we have to be willing. It's just so very hard to do. It's really hard because we live in our brain most of the time. I think I've told show before, I have like an ongoing playlist in my head where there's either music going or there's the voices that are trying to throw me off track. You know, that little voice you, you feed that says you're doing this wrong. You said this wrong, you know, that's that's what's hard to shut off. How do you do that? So that's what we're getting into here. And it all boils down to pride. You know, everyone has it. Everyone has an ego. Some are bigger than others. But, you know, to let go of that and to be humble, that's sometimes, you it's know, so hard. much harder than it sounds. It's so, hard. you know, that is really where all this stems from is our our pridefulness. And we know how many roads of evil that can lead down. Right. All of them. So how do we break this cycle? Most of us have had some sort of trauma in our lives to contend with. In fact, I would say 90% of us uh, are now more, even if we had a stable home growing up, which is a rarity in these day, this day and age to speak to anyone um, outside of James here, who probably had an ideal <laughs> growing up existence for the rest of us. It was rather bumpy, rather difficult and rather painful. Um, so chances are you've had at least one relationship or a situation in your life that went off the rails, like, some of us even flew right off the rails. Like, where are the rails? Have you seen the rails? You mean there were rails here? That's how I feel. So there were wells. Uh, I didn't see the rails. Uh, that would have been helpful to have that guide. But <laughs> or how about just being any person alive on the planet from 2001 when the event in New York City happened or especially in the last three years through the, the current uh, thing that we've been going through, right? Living through that, how has these world events affected us and our ability to trust, our ability to accept and love and forgive? 
even with the event in 2001, most of us uh, were drawn to one side or the other. And all of a sudden over there, that's the bad guy. And yeah, let's go get him, you know, drawing lines. Well, and knowing that things are not going to get easier, that there's a many things on the horizon, even this week, this month, you know, that are taking place. How are we going to handle that stuff if we're not centered and, you know, mentally, spiritually prepared and anchored? Shell said, uh, I think Dr. Deb was describing it as our in, injured inner child. And that was a fabulous it show really Laura was. Lee had with uh, Dr. Deborah Gold, uh, Gold Wiley, Wiley Gold. Wiley I can't Gold, remember yeah. the order, but wonderful, absolutely precious lady and, and so knowledgeable. And I, I think I learned more in that hour watching that than I did the years and years and years of therapy that I went to. Um, which is crazy because that was free. <laughs> it's then the other years were not, <laughs> and I got nothing except to feel worse about myself. But that was a wonderful presentation. Uh, Laura Lee has the uh, modern day Samaritan woman here that's also on Heart of the Tribes, and her presentations are amazing for those of us that haven't had um, that beaver cleaver life that have been traumatized. So going forward with, with that, not only have we had to deal with the figurative mask of people, you know, those fake people or wolves in sheep clothing, like Shell and I discussed earlier today, um, uh, people that seem one way, but they're really a ravenous wolf that's going to rip you to shreds. But we've also had to contend with literal masks that people have been wearing, right? They cover the facial clues that we need and depend on to help us ascertain who we're dealing with. Are they happy? Are they mad? Are they sad? You know, when all you can see is this, you can't tell what my emotion is if I'm covered up from here. So we've spent the last three years in confusion, you know. They're taking away one of the last resources we have <laughs> to learn and understand people's emotions. Yeah. And I'm sure for people like Robert and myself that have an ear that we're slightly deaf in, it took away a lot of my ability to understand what people were actually saying. I'm a drummer, I, so I have some slight hearing yeah, loss as well. We we read lips a little, so we know what's going on, you know. And and why do we blame ourselves so much internally? We blame ourselves internally while we're blasting out externally, defending the very person ourselves that we are going to go and attack in our own minds when we're alone. Then we're going to torment ourselves, abuse and blame for every bad thing that ever happened. What we said was wrong. What we thought was wrong. We did all this. It's all my fault, you know, and I am the worst person for I will just apologize till the cows come home for everything, even if I'm not even sure what's going on or what's happening, you know, <laughs> and, and then we're going to speak into existence the very abuse we were fighting against so aggressively. So when, when we're defending ourselves, we're defending ourselves, right? You know, don't you hurt me. But then we're going to go beat ourselves up and say things even worse to ourselves that whatever that just happened that made us mad. 
And again, I covered in here, Laura Lee speaking volumes on childhood trauma and addiction on her program. And I suggest anyone struggling to join her YouTube um, and watch some of her teaching. And again, it's called Modern Day Samaritan Woman. And it's it's so lovely and it's so wonderful to help heal because we're all in the body of Yahusha and we don't want any part of us to be sick. And we definitely don't want any part of us to just be hurting quietly, you know, and just dealing with it. We don't have to. That's why we're here doing this. We're doing this because we're not perfect and we have been hurting and we have been dealing with this even within ourselves. You know, how do we get out of our flesh so that we're not mad at each other, so that we're not taking things out of context and, and blowing things out of proportion? Because there's one thing you can't do is you can't take words back after you've said them. You just can't. Even if you apologize, you still can't take them back. And, and that's a hard thing for everyone to get over. So let's see. Well, I lost my... So tonight, for someone who struggles with trauma, I'm going to very humbly study with you so we can learn together. This is not talking to you. This is me and you learning together like we're in our living room here all together and we're having a discussion. And that's that's what family does, right? Our virtual living room. Our virtual living room. That's right. Hopefully we would be downstairs on the way more comfortable couch because this one is not comfortable. But so we can learn together how to stop the cycle of reactions, the self-blaming and the deflection in situations that we may not be able to control. However, we can control how we react. I struggle so much with this, y'all. I really do. And I do think it's the most human reaction ever to, number one, want to protect yourself. And number two, we're then going to punish ourselves when things don't work out right or we overthink it or, or we realize maybe we overreacted and then we're going to beat ourselves up. You know, it's really not fair. <laughs> it's what we, what we do to ourselves in our, in our minds. It's defeating um, and it's hurtful to ourselves. And like Dr. Deborah said on, on Larley's show, we can't talk to ourselves like that anymore. We've got to love that child and we've got to nurture that child so that they can be more stable in how they handle things. Right. I think the ironic thing is many times if we take something the wrong way, we end up acting the same, if not worse to that person as we thought they were treating us. And it's just, it's, it's kind of crazy when you think about it and step, step out of your ego and realize what you just did, you probably caused a bigger issue than there was to begin with. And, right. you know, we're all broken. And I think one of my favorite Mercy Poured Force that you've done so far is the the one with the, the shattered pottery and how Yahusha is that gold silver lining that glues us back together where we yeah. become you know, whole, but yet we become even more valuable and afterwards more strong. and stronger. It's just so amazing. And, you know, through these years, we were looking for someone to, to help us understand, to overcome these battles. And not that we are the teachers that taught ourselves, but 
by looking into these issues, we found the teacher, the, the one and only teacher, and that's Yahusha and his father. He gives us all the words we need to overcome all of our brokenness, all of our struggles and trials. And it's been so amazing to be able to just really search these topics out in the word and find all the answers. Mm-hmm. We're stronger together too. And part of the tribes, I feel like we're all trying to put put us together, put us all back together and just love through it. You know, love through the pain and the brokenness. That's right. So as we discovered last week when applying the armor of Yahuwah, that all our answers are in the word. I guess I'm skipping ahead. I was going to say that, but I didn't want to interrupt <laughs> I like you. to do that for some you reason. Like... Anyways, we <laughs> need only go there and spend our time drinking in the restoring waters and applying the healing balm of the word of Yahuwah and realize Messiah is there waiting for us to guide us to his embrace. What a wonderful day that will be. Mm-hmm. In Proverbs 3, 5 through 7, one of my favorite verses, we all, I think all of us here at Heart of the Tribes rely on this a lot. And it has really helped us through difficult times to just know that it's not for us to understand. We don't need to waste our time trying to figure it out always. It's in his time and in his hands. Amen. Trust Amen. in El Yahuwah with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear Yahuwah and depart from evil. You know, that says it all. If we could just follow those simple rules we would make life much easier on ourselves. That's and for others. sure. And others, you know, by being our own worst enemy, we become other people's enemies as well. So we got to watch out for that. Proverbs four twenty three, Keep your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. Well, our heart really messes things up for sometimes because that's where our emotions come from. And I am a very emotional person. I'm going to just say that uh, because I know (laughs) I know that so very well. I'm aware of it and I can't stop it. And like Laura Lee said, uh, there's certain triggers I cannot control. And it it stems from situations from uh, before I even realized what a situation was all the way up until now. But I do know that Yah loves me and I do know he's he's always there to pick me up even when I know that I've messed up. You know, that's what I love about this is knowing that he I don't have to worry about this. I, I don't have to try to figure it out in my mind. And every time we try to, we mess it up because we're not thinking about it clearly. We're thinking like keep your heart with all diligence. We're thinking with our heart and our emotions. He can literally just speak it into you, you know, rather than you emotionally reacting, which is what I do. I do that. (laughs) You know, and these are no different than any other physical addiction, you know, smoking, drinking, or drugs, all the other things you can think of, you know, they're a habit. They've become a habit because we Keep going back to them. So you can break this just like any other addiction. 
But the really the best way to break that habit is to lean on Yah. He will give you the strength. He only sometimes can make this happen because all things are possible through him. Oh, yeah. It's only going to be him to stop the crazy train cycle that happens in me when my emotions take over. But this last Proverbs, wow. Yeah, Proverbs 19, verse 11. The discretion of a man defers his anger, and it is his glory to pass over a transgression. Wow. Shell and I today on the Heart of the Tribes, uh, we are covering the tribe of Benjamin and the digestive system and the correlation. And we saw Joseph petitioning in prayer to Yahweh Elohim, um, praying that judgment not be passed on his brothers for what they did to him and and telling his younger brother we're not going to say that we're going to say that i was taken by force because he didn't want that to be on his brethren so like messiah reflecting messiah we see being able to forgive someone that means you harm being able to forgive someone um, that did you harm, not just means you harm, but did you physically harm? And it's hard to do. I know I've been there. <laughs> I have had to spend years um, praying for someone that hurt me through through gritted teeth because I was still hanging on to so much bitterness and hurt um, and the shame associated with it. But I can say that the habit of doing that over and over and over for year after year, I can pray for this person and I mean it. I honestly mean it now because that's what that diligence is there of, of continuing to do that, to make yourself pray for those people. And in, it's healing. It is. It, and I tell you, it, it healed me in a way I didn't think I would ever be healed of ever. Like you said, Messiah is the best example of this verse here. You know, not only did he look past and over the trans our transgressions, he drank this cup of transgressions for us. He took all of our transgressions on him alone. Just amazing. If he can do that, we can at least look past a transgression of somebody to forgive them, to to you know, heal that relationship or that wound between one another, you know, loving thy neighbor as thyself. Amen. Shalom, Euphrasia. I don't know. Did we tell her hi earlier? Yeah, so I think glad she's been to here see for you. a little bit. Good to see everybody. Thank you for all your comments. We are reading them as we go. Uh, don't worry. We won't leave you I hanging. Like Laura Lee said, uh, remember the question is not what is wrong with you. The question is, what happened to you. And that's so exactly. true. It's so true. <laughs> Although as you were going through it and re being that reactive child and that reactive person, you were hearing a lot of what is wrong with you as you then acted out, you know. It's easier to blame somebody not even knowing their past or what they've gone through. So well, re-victimize the victim is what exactly. happens. Let me unshare this. What is being said in these verses? We see that we should let Yahweh direct all of our conversations, our words, and our ears, what we hear. We must stop trying to think we are smarter than Yahweh because we're not. 
I can tell you I have tried to do things on my own and and figuring out on my own and I made a huge disaster. We have to interject Yahweh into our conversations instead of interjecting ourselves into our conversations. Can we learn to listen with honest intent to understand what is being said instead of how to make it about ourselves? You know, this is my biggest thing. This is one of my things that I deal with. I've always had an issue with just being quiet, with just being still and not interjecting what my thoughts are immediately. I think that comes from being in a family where my voice was not relevant or needed to be heard. So once I was out on my own, I wanted to just talk, you know, I have something to say. I didn't get to say it ever. So by goodness, I'm going to tell you what it is as fast as I can, because usually, you know, when I was little, you might get a line out, but then that was it. That was the end of the conversation. You didn't get to say another word. So sometimes I interject too much because I finally can speak. I finally have a voice, you know? <laughs> so I'm learning. I'm learning, you guys, with you. I am. I'm learning to practice pausing with patience. Pausing and taking a breath with patience. And patience in Hebrew, the meaning is described as sort of suffering or long suffering. And we all know patience is not fun. There's nothing fun about being patient. I have never said to one of my children, just be patient and then be like, that's awesome. I can be patient. No, patient is not fun. And it is, it is an internal battle and struggle that you have to make uh, consciously. It's an effort, right? <laughs> Sometimes it's like Lee is telling my story. Shell says, that's because we have a very similar story, my sister. <laughs> well, and it's just amazing that, you know, as we've been preparing this discussion over the last week, you know, we won't get into details. We won't share the stories, but just know that these issues have come up full force and Yah is showing us that you guys need to work on this. And so this us study, too. we're talking about yeah, us that, too. <laughs> because of us. And so, you know, this is a very Nowhere valuable else. lesson for us and very relevant because it is something that we struggle with. I'm sure any married couple, you know, has their moments where, you know, they want to be heard that, you know, they can't set down their pride, whatever it may be. Uh, so we do hope that, you know, we can all take something away from this and become stronger together. Right. Right. Absolutely. And that's the point. So I think we can make it through taking a breath and practicing a pause, even though patience is such a difficult thing. And I'm learning myself. Uh, if I'm not sure what you said or what the other person said or what anyone has said or what they meant, I can calmly ask what did you mean? You know, or I can just, if I don't feel comfortable doing that, I can just take that moment and, and not say anything and pray and, and pause and pray, pause and pray. That's something I'm telling myself in my head now that I'm really trying to get the point across to myself, to this, what's going on up here. That's like that opening picture of all the scribbles everywhere, because that is a very, that's definitely what goes on in there. 
I don't know how anybody makes sense of, of what it is. <laughs> but you can also just walk away, you know. Nothing is is cementing you where you're at. You can literally just walk away from that situation and go pray. Um, one thing I used to always do that was so bad was just keep keep asking, did I do this? Did I do that? And I just kept would keep, I would text, like if you were at work, I would text him and want to know, you know, and uh, repeatedly over and over, just like a complete psycho, you know, <laughs> because it's just that train, that cycle going crazy because I couldn't just reflect. I couldn't just take a breath, but that's what, that's what we're learning now is to reflect instead of reacting. Take a minute, walk away if you got to, the world's not going to end if you don't talk for an hour or so. It's going to be okay. I've learned to just let it go until we're both able to just converse about it. And y'all will, will help you figure it out, especially if we take it to him directly and pray about it and then ask him, what am I missing? What should I be seeing? What is it, if anything? that I should respond to. Maybe it's a rhetor rhetorical answer. Maybe I don't need to respond. Is it necessary to always have a response? I don't think so. I, I think sometimes we should just wait for the answer of the father for him to say, okay, you do this or no, don't do that. And if he doesn't answer, then you know, I don't need to be jumping ahead into any assumptions um, because that's what I do. I, I, if I don't immediately get some kind of reinforcement to let me know everybody's okay with me, I'm assuming I am the evil villain and, and I do that a lot and I know it. I know that I do. So now I'm pausing and I'm praying because that is within my control. Pause and pray. That is a great situation or suggestion to overcome the impulsivity of the moment when our emotions have been triggered. Amen. And that's exactly what brought that about in myself is realizing that I need for myself to take that moment to pause because I can definitely react on a just a that quick and be like a lit candle going off. <laughs> Blow torch. Blow, blow torch. I'm not you know, that bad anymore. He's kind of over It's so important, though, to step away. You know, don't always engage in the moment. One of the best things you've ever said, in my opinion, was, you know. <laughs> One of the best things. <laughs> well, you're going to make me forget it now if you keep talking. <laughs> so, you know, if you're looking to be offended, you will be offended. You will find something mm. that offends you. And that is so true, you know, and a lot of times that probably is what sparks the issue is you are just maybe in a bad mood or something. And the person maybe didn't even say it offensively, but you took it that way because you're looking for that. And it's just so important to make sure that we are not continuing to push the situation, because I guarantee you, if you're in an argument, you're that switch isn't going to just flip off. You're going to continue to be more and more offended and just snowball from there. And so it's so important to make sure if you need to, to step out of that situation, calm down, regather your thoughts, pray about it, 
you know, even just replay what's been said in, in between the conversation. And right. you may realize, hey, I overreacted. I just need to apologize and we can move <laughs> on. You know, there's no point in continuing this argument for hours, days, weeks or years. You know, there's no telling how long some people hold on to that grudge or that that uh Grudge. Yeah, yeah, grudge is really the best There's word to describe it. There's some in my family it. that have been like 20 years. They can hold on to, some people can hold grudges forever, I believe. And that's it. What Nina's saying, our minds can be our worst enemy. That's Mine exactly is, Nina. Mine what it is. Mine is my worst enemy. I think I'd be, what is it? I think Laura Lee has said, if I could just get away from myself, I, I think I could, uh, how does it go, Laura Lee? But every if I could just get away from myself, I could get this figured out. But everywhere I go, there I am. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. Um, you just can't get away from yourself sometimes. But thank goodness we have Yahweh. Praise Yah. Praise Yah. So we've got a few verses out of Mark 4, 23 through 25. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. And he said unto them, Take heed what ye hear, with what measure ye meet. It shall be measured to you, and unto you that hear shall more be given. For he that has to him shall be given, and he that has not from him shall be taken, even that which he has." We don't have to know the answers, but we have to use our discernment when listening, not just to weed out what is right and wrong, but to keep ourselves from offense, offense when it's not intended. So we need to take time to listen with our ears primed to love, not react. As humans, we will always insert our self-preservation into every situation. Ego is part of us whether we like it or not. And just like overeating is bad for our health and weight, ego is bad for our mental stability and perception of reality. I have to remind myself often that everything is not about me. I have to allow my thoughts to be about my father's business and not mine. We can ask our father to show us what we need to see and hear with, it, with nothing added by our own emotions it is easier to just react in our flesh, but with discipline, I know we can overcome this. Even I can. Discipline in Hebrew is Masar, Strong's 4148, which means discipline, chastening, correction, and instruction. Wow, isn't that amazing that that word discipline is also instruction? It is also instruction so that we understand not only does can discipline mean I'm disciplining my child. It can be if we discipline ourselves, we can use the instruction of Yahweh to let that be our guide, our chastening, our correction. Because I definitely need his correction every day. Every day. I see put Roberts up. That's pretty funny. I have a grudge list that goes back to first grade. I actually can 
can remember very explicitly um, my nemesis from first grade. She made such an impression on my life. I can still see her face. So I, I understand that completely. I really do. <laughs> Uh, you know, those I'm just, are good verses I'm just there. reminded of, I, I'll have to get this verse and put it up next time. But, you know, for the father to become more, I must become less. And that's true with our opinion and our emotions and our thoughts. You know, our thoughts are not as important as his. Yeah. Our emotions, all those things. He needs to be more important than us. And that will really, in many ways, probably subdue those arguments, those confrontations that we find ourselves in many, very often. Right. Shell says here, my only biological sibling cut me out of his life over 25 years ago because I sent him a card he found offensive. I can completely relate to that. And that's an ego thing on, on his part that, something was so offensive to him that he was willing to never see his sibling again. I mean, I have whole chunks of my family that I've not had any relationship with since my mom died 24 years ago. Um, that for some reason uh, I was only worthy when she was alive, which is ridiculous. And again, these are things that we have in our, in our minds that we beat ourselves up about, right? And those kind of traumas, like what Shell's talking about there, will actually cause a cycle of, of over, like I overreact to stuff. I feel like everyone's going to leave me. And that was one thing Dr. Deborah had on there about children that have been abandoned in one way or another. We are always feeling like someone's going to leave us. And we don't want to lose them. We don't want them to leave. So we irrationally will hunt them down and make sure they're not going to leave us. And then you're a crazy person because you're harassing them. Like, what's wrong with you? What did I do? That's what I do is what I'm saying. But I totally understand that whole scenario. Just another example of how we see pride in so many aspects in just about every sin and trans iniquity there is, it's rooted in pride. It is. It's the doorway. Yeah, Hasatan. I was going to say that it's the doorway that allows Hasatan into your life to wreak havoc, you know, to hold on to grudges or not forgive family or, you know, keep on your addictions, not letting go of that, not allowing healing. Uh, and we all know that these can harm us, but also others in, in, that get in the way. So, And there's always someone watching you, even if you don't realize it, even um, not only your children, but there's us being on here. People watch us every week. People watch all of us every time we're on. So we have to not only say what we're saying, but we have to do our best to walk the walkout um, and do our best to, to show we are broken, but together we can figure this out together in the body. We can lift each other up. And a, that was a lot of what our talk was about on the armor up buttercup was you don't just walk past uh, one of your fellow warriors that have fallen on the battlefield. You know, you, you help them up, you gird up their uh, belt, you strengthen their armor again and you get them to the side or you get them back in the fight. But we're, we're, we're not 
here at Heart of the Tribes, we're not going to abandon you. We're not going to step over you. We're not going to leave you. Um, that's just the way it is. We're, we're going to fight that every part of this body make it together. There's no room or time left to be offended or, or have grudges or any of that. Yeah, there was a, a meme I saw earlier that I think it said, you know, the, the truth will set you free, but first it will piss you off. You know, <laughs> and that's very true. It's it's almost it like does. a slap to the face when you realize you've been duped all these years, whether it been religion or, you know, what's going on in the world. There's so much deception just in everything these days. And so the truth does hurt, you know, to come to realization and to have those scales removed from your eyes. Right. That's a good point, Bob Lee. You guys are commenting up a storm. Let me make get sure I get the right one here. This was the one I first saw. Fear of abandonment caused me to stay in abusive relationships. I've been there and done that repeatedly. Dude, shells. It causes us to mistrust and live on eggshells. The card was to encourage him to develop a relationship with y'all. Well, I'm sure that offended him because he probably thinks that he had one. Um, people don't people don't understand the depth of what a relationship is, but and what a horrible feeling it is to, to walk on, on eggshells. Egg always I grew up uneasy. In that house. Just knowing the next move you make is going to yeah. cause a ruckus. I grew up in that every day. Childhood trauma is the main doorway, along with generational curses, in my humble opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. It definitely opened a lot of doorways in my mind to allow the Hasatan in and after me because he had every bullet uh, he needed in his weapon. Um from what I'd already lived through. <laughs> and that was something as I was reading and studying for my mercy poured forth yesterday on baptism. Uh, I was reading what we read um, over Passover as we rededicated ourselves. And we actually dipped seven times as we, you know, uh, I guess, I don't know how you want to say it, just asked for forgiveness on seven aspects of sin that we had right. been dealing with in our lives and the last one was the generational curses we, to rebuke it and to wash us clean of any generational curse because we wouldn't necessarily even know what that was what was lingering oh, around I in our lives <laughs> i'm just saying you know it can have such effect on people and then not even realize it. So right. uh, that, that is definitely a thing to consider. Absolutely. All right. Is it me? It's your go. So Ecclesiastes 5, 2 through 7. Be not rash with your mouth and let not your heart be hasty to utter anything before Elohim. For Elohim is in heaven and you upon earth. Therefore, let your words be few. And I want to stop right here real quick and say... Every time, every week, all of us seem to say and point out, it's like a second witness. And Shell said earlier about that it's a duality of what's in heaven, in the earth, heavenly realm and what's on earth. So here's your second witness, Shell. 
<laughs> for Elohim is in heaven and you upon earth. Therefore, let your words be few. Ecclesiastes 5, 3. For a dream comes through the multitude of business and a fool's voice is known by multitude of words. Suffer not your mouth to cause your flesh to sin. Neither say you before the angel that it was an error. Wherefore should Elohim be angry at your voice and destroy the work of your hands? For in the multitude of dreams and many words, there are also diverse vanities, but fear Elohim. And that was one thing we've also discussed is we have to have that fear for Elohim. That should be the only thing that we fear. And I think Shell mentioned also love Yahweh with all your heart and love your neighbor and fear Elohim. Those are the those are the basis of what's going to keep us on the narrow path. I love this comment from Brother Lee. It seems like we've all had those yeah. relationships. Praise Yah for where he has placed us now. Oh, I you know, praise him daily. And how many relationships would be better if they had that fear of Elohim? That's what I feel like most relationships probably are lacking or missing completely is that fear of him, that acknowledge of him. You know, he provides for all of us. Larley says uh, during so Sue Coach, she wants to dunk seven times in the ocean We'll all do shark watch for you, sister. We will not let you be shark bait. I promise. <laughs> I bet it won't be as cold as the water we were in. That was like, took your breath away. It was painful. Yeah, was it was so cold. Early April. <laughs> it was chilly. So in Mark 7, verse 15, there is nothing from without a man that entering into him can defile him. But the things which come out of him, those are they that defile the man. You know, it's so important what we say, what we think. You know, those are our actions coming out. Yes, we have to take in a lot, whether it be our eyes or ears. But, you know, we need to be able to cancel that out. One ear out the other, whatever you want, however you want to say it. But. If we're letting that then come out of us, then at that point, it has defiled us. It has. And we just don't think about that. That's mm -hmm. the thing. We don't, we're not thinking, we're not pausing. You know, used to, you'd hear, well, yeah, we don't have cable anymore, so we don't hear it. But, you we know, it, it got to the point where we started hearing the F word on cable Ooh, TV. And all the other We ones. just had to say that's enough. and. Yeah. You know, now in movies, when you hear it a hundred times, it almost makes you just want to start saying it as soon as you finish the movie. And so it is important what you're around, what you put yourself around. And it has impacted our lives greatly, you know, cutting that out and essentially guarding our ears. If there's things like that, even in music, we'll just cut it off we because it off. we don't want to no hear way. that. We don't want that in us to risk defiling our words and our actions in our heart. I had someone tell me when I said, you know, and I used to, in my other life, I owned two music stores where we had, you know, that was when CDs first started, but I had two pretty thriving music stores in two different towns and um, was actually discussing with my brother that I no longer listen to some of our favorite bands or actually all of them. 
And I said, you know, you got to guard. I have to guard what I listen to. And he said, oh, I can listen to it and nothing affects me. Well, that's impossible because you, even your subconscious hears those words, those vile words, and, and it opens the doorway. It really does. That's why we, we are told so often in scripture that we have to guard our ears. We have to, that's an entrance into us, into our mind. So no, even if you are thinking, oh, that's not going to affect me. It really will. It really will. Even if you are, are not aware of it. And you can get more technical than that and realize the subliminal images or messages that are layered in to music. You know, now there's, you can have hundreds of digital layers of music and sounds on a song. And there is so much that can be put in there that your eyes, your ears Won't can't even know. hear, but they do. And so it's so important. You know, you've heard, I'm sure from numerous bands, you know, if you play this album backwards, it says something demonic. Something well, it horrible. really does it because really does. they made, they intentionally did that. Like, I really feel and like it's a spell. So, you know, that's how these millions of people have been hypnotized by this music or the Kundalini spirit that we even see in, you know, big worship groups, you know, it's, it's infectious and it it's that repetitive song, mm -hmm. you know, it's a, it's like a chanting, you know, I, I agree. I, I think we should sing the Psalms, sing, sing our scriptures, you know, that's, that is what I find the most joy in. There's very few bands. I think, um, Brother Lee and Sister Catherine introduced us to that Exodus Road band. Yeah, they're wonderful. Um, and James Block and a, a Gabby Grace. There's like a handful of people that we'll even listen to anymore just because we, we're, not, we're not willing to open ourselves up to any, any Ruach that is not the Ruach HaKodesh. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah, or when you see, you know, during the Christian Music Awards, the, uh, the, the popular artists of the year walking down the red carpet with a Masonic necklace on, right? you know, you just, yeah, their lyrics and their image might be wholesome, but what do they stand for and who are they outside of the music Eminem, also matters. The rapper Eminem was number one on the Christian, yeah, he's now a Christian artist, the Christian artist list. Eminem is the most unholy singer rapper that there is out well, there and just and earlier I this cannot, year i am so in shock at that like what earlier this year kanye west has had a bunch of religious music with marilyn manson who is one of the most satanic rock artists of all time it's just uh, it's so blasphemous that it people is it's a perversion fall for this trap it and is you, and it's to take make people think oh we want him he's now a christian artist oh my goodness you didn't win anything it's like the the fox got into the chicken house is all that is <laughs> and that's where discernment is key we must know what's right and what's wrong and we can't stand for something just because it's cool or it looks enticing. We must stand bold for what is holy and what is evil and right. wicked. And there's so much e evil. There is so much evil. And it's hidden in plain sight, right in your face. You know, talk about a wolf in sheep's clothing. That's a perfect example right. of that. So before we get off on a <laughs> further rabbit hole with our beloved music that we've 
invested in many years because it is so important. It's a huge part of our lives. And, you know, we have had to just get rid of so much of it because of what it represented. And so if you guys have any artists, suggestions that you enjoy, please put them in the chat. We're always looking for new music to enjoy. Uh, it's, It's really uplifting when we can sing those holy praises to him that we know are righteous right. and are, are good. And it is important though, investigate the people you listen to. All it takes mm. it, even the Google will show you. Um, if you type them in and look at their pictures, look at what they, how they're dressed, um, look at what they stand for. Uh, if it's not biblical, then they're not who they say they are. And one thing I've, I've read before is that it's so easy to start a music career in the Christian uh, realm because you're immediately going to start selling to the masses that are just hungry to, to snatch up your music because we want to praise. And yet their music is not anything about praise at all. It's just a stepping stone. And I'm sure you can look at some of your favorite people. Amy Grant was one of my first favorites when I was younger and she left immediately within a year or two to do her pop career and has even in later years renounced uh being that christian you know yeah we see that happening a lot with artists well and and then they support agendas that are against biblical scripture but yeah trying to bring that into let's get off of that because i can (laughs) i can oh we can talk about this for an hour All right. So I did add this verse in just before we started. I thought it was very relevant, you know, in Luke 9, 23 through 24. And he said to them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. You know, we must become less for him to become more. We have to pick up our cross each and every day and we have to set our ego aside. I feel like by picking up the cross, you have to lay your ego on the ground because you cannot hold and carry both. Wow. I just came up with that. That's pretty awesome. Galatians, (laughs) Galatians 5, 16 through 17. This I say then, walk in the Ruach, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Ruach, and the Ruach against the flesh. And these are contrary to one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. And that's that internal battle we have, right? Like I, It's the com- conflicted feeling that we get, right? It is definitely a conflict between the two. We are always fighting against our own selves. And that's why we call this the enemy within, because we really are our worst enemy, like Nina said. That's right. So I actually heard this saying earlier today. I don't know if any of you are familiar with Angus Buchan. He is an older gentleman from South Africa, and he's got a great heart, just on fire for What's y'all. That maybe the faith uh, of a mustard seed. Faith like potatoes oh, was a like potatoes. a story, a movie a few years ago. That was a, a real life story about him growing up. He's a potato farmer in South Africa. You can imagine not a lot of rain to grow, but uh, it was a wonderful movie. 
I actually got to go to a presentation he did a, a few conference. a conference a few years ago, and it it did change my life. That that's when we were still in churchianity. It was at our local mega church, but uh, it was truly powerful. And you know, as men, we have certain responsibilities that are to be the head of the household. And if we're stumbling and following, it's just going to you know be an example. It's going to crumble the house that we're trying to secure and build. And it was just a, a great blessing to hear his words. You know, he's had lots of years of wisdom, of trials, and this was something he said earlier, and I thought it, it was very relevant in our talk today. A good idea is not always a God idea. Wow. And that's so true because a lot of times our flesh and our pride gets in the way and it might sound like a good idea. It might be enticing. It might even look wonderful and sparkly, but you can't put glitter on a turd and, you know, it'd be any more valuable or pretty. And that's essentially what that is. Yeah. You know, it isn't always a good thing, especially if it's not of Yah. And if he doesn't see it good, then it's not good. And we, like we said, discernment is key. We must know right and wrong and stand strong on that line. So in Romans 7, 14 through 25, for we know that the Torah is of the Ruach, but I am carnal, trafficked by sin, trafficked by sin. Mm -hmm. for that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate that I do, if then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the Torah that it is good. Now then it is no more that I do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwells no good thing. For to will is pre present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. Now, if I do that, I would not. Is it more that, what, sorry, is it more, is it no more <laughs> that I do it, but sin that dwells in me? I find then a rule that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the Torah of Elohim after the inward man, but I see another law in my members, warring against the Torah of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank Elohim through Yahusha Hamashiach our Adonai, so then with the mind, I myself serve the Torah of Elohim, but with the flesh, the law of sin. Wow. Paul, uh, Laura Lee is like, yes, my favorite verses. I got Paul beat. <laughs> Don't we all feel like that? And I have always loved these verses as well, because it's human. We're human. We are human. Mm -hmm. And praise and thank Elohim through Yahushua HaMashiach, our Adonai, because we are saved even being, he took our death sentence and, and it would, it, mine would definitely have been a death sentence uh, repeatedly uh, multiplied times a thousand. 
I knew that one was going to tongue tie me up a little bit. Yeah, that is a, that's definitely something they could use in speech therapy to <laughs> get people. To <laughs> so my last verse is going to be Titus 2, verse 11 through 12. For the grace of Elohim that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying wickedness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and holy in this present world. And we know this present world is not living that way. So it is going to be a battle daily to Every deny day. these wickedly lusts that are all over the place in every aspect shoved in our face in every way imaginable it's everywhere like you can't even look up people that are part of our government without being in unindated with pictures of them living a, such a fleshly lascivious um sin ridden life and in all we can't even elect anybody to anything in the federal government if they're not just the absolute worst sin That's a prerequisite. that there is. You <laughs> you literally have to be wretched to be able to hold a position in, well, in our government. Any any righteous man would crumble if they, you know, were in that kind of position because yeah. of what they have to stand for and what they have to vote in. And no no righteous man would be able to, I think, be okay with what we're allowing in our society what we're seeing like i mean on anything and everywhere so yom turura approaches sister shell discussed the feast on reports from under the desk last last monday which was wonderful and brother lee and sister catherine presented on yom turura this past friday and i hope if you missed that that you will go back and pull that up on blood of the lamb ministries um, they took a break from doing their Tobit series to do the Yom Teruah, and it was amazing, and I learned so much from it. Um, there's just a wealth of information there uh, to both of those presentations, and you can find those uh, on the Heart of the Tribes, but you can find also the YouTube for Brother Lee and Sister Catherine, the Blood of the Lamb Ministries. Also, um, if I didn't mention it, Laura Lee's uh uh, Samaritan, why can't I think of what modern I, day, modern day Samaritan, Samaritan woman. woman? She has a YouTube as well. Mm -hmm. All of us are are on Heart of the Tribe, so you can always find them there. But it's very helpful to everyone, um, including us. If you've not subscribed to our Between the River and the Ravens, it's helpful uh, for us to. Not that we, none of us are monetized, but it helps us reach the four corners. It's more surface area is how I look at it. And it helps us all spread out and reach the four corners, which we're trying to be able to do. Time is short. It's spinning out of control. It's going so fast now. We don't even know how much longer we're going to have the ability to reach people this way in this avenue. So it's so helpful if you can subscribe to all of the YouTubes, you know, doesn't mean you got to watch absolutely everything, but why wouldn't you want to? There's fabulous stuff here all the time. And I know each of us do offer our own content exclusive to our channel. So that's another reason to make sure you subscribe to each of our channels. You may find certain things on 
one channel or vice versa. Right. So, and right. it allows us, you know, to do, have and certain. And Lee and Catherine do shorts, right? Yeah. Shorts is something that we're trying to get into. We're going to be doing some on shelves as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, check all that out uh, as well. Right. So for us and the calendar we follow, the Yom Teruah was start 925, which is, is that Sunday? I can't, I don't even know what today is. <laughs> Today's Thursday, so yeah, that starts would be the twenty, the evening of the twenty fourth, the which evening is of the Saturday. 24th. So that would be the it's a double Shabbat, right? Shabbat, holy Shabbat, yeah. Um, oh, I like what Shell said. Going into the highways and byways to the best of our ability, yes, ma'am. That's what we're trying to do. It's it's nothing to benefit us, but it's to benefit the kingdom of Yahweh. Period. We want to benefit Yahweh. So Yom Teruah literally is a day. Oh, so it's Sunday evening. I okay. was right. See, you should have listened to I me. Know. Yom Teruah literally is the day of shouting or blasting. And what better way to deal with the enemy within us than to start with the day of shouting or blasting. And that's the day I'm going to start fighting him where he's at. The devil has to flee when we praise Yahweh. So praise him. Let's raise our voices. Let us blast our shofars. Let us tear down those walls of Jericho that we have built up in our minds that keep ourselves trapped in these cycles that keep us from being healed completely. Let's evict that which doesn't belong with us. Let's, let's evict it. We're not letting it stay there anymore. We have the armor of Yahweh. We have the Ruach HaKodesh, and we shouldn't be afraid to use it. I have the Ruach, and I'm not afraid to use it. Mm -mm. You just wait and see what I got. T-shirt There you go. So we have the love of Mishiach. We do. We have been washed clean of our transgressions. Let's not forget that. Our battle has already been won. It's already been won. Stop hanging on to it. It's not yours. We can love our enemy. We can pray without ceasing for those who wish to harm us. We really can. One man, one man, you guys, died. And he conquered all the powers of hell. And he died for you. And he died for me. And he died for the entire world. He brought such strength and power in his submission for our good then we can bring the strength in not submitting to our flesh of mind. If he can have that strength, we can have the strength of not submitting to our own flesh or our own mind. And I'm talking to myself here. See, you had the date, right? Don't, I did. You shouldn't listen to me. I don't. <laughs> I do listen to him sometimes. So Yom Tura is described as a day of remembering. yod heh vav -Hey remembers us. Every day. Jeremiah 31, 7 through 10. For thus says Yahuwah, sing with gladness for Yaakov and shout among the chief of the nations. Publish ye, praise ye, and say, O Yahuwah, save your people, the remnant of Yasharel. Mm. Behold, I will bring them from the north country and gather them from the coast of the earth and with them the blind and the lame, the woman with child and her that travails with child together. A great company shall return thither. 
They shall come with weeping and with supplications will I lead them. I will cause them to walk by the rivers of water in a straight way, wherein they shall not stumble. For I am the father to Yasharel, and Ephraim is my firstborn. Hear the word of Yahuwah, O ye nations, and declare it in the isles afar off, and say, He that scattered Yasharel will gather him and guard him as a shepherd his flock. Amen. Amen. That's wonderful. Isn't it? Gives me hope. Make a joyful noise and before Yahweh. I almost said it wrong. Make a joyful noise before Yahweh. Psalms 98.1 through 98.6. Oh, sing unto Yahweh a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm has gotten him the victory. Yahweh has made known his Yeshua. His righteousness has he openly showed in the sight of the heathen. He has remembered his mercy and is true towards the house of Yasharel. All the ends of the earth have seen the Yeshua of our Elohim. Make a joyful noise into Yahweh, all the earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. Sing unto Yahweh with the harp, with the harp and the voice of a psalm, with the trumpets and sound of shofar. Make a joyful noise before Yahweh the King. Hallelujah and amen. And to me, this... I'm going to go back through these again on Yom Teruah and I am going to make a joyful noise uh, with my voice, right? All right. And it is done. We see in Revelations 21, 6. And he said unto me, it is done. I am the Aleph and the Tav, mm -hmm. the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the waters of life freely. He that overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his Elohim, and he shall be my son. Amen. Amen. That's just wonderful. Speaking the truth, uh, I believe we saw... They put in up above, you may not have seen it, that Yom Teruah is Sunday evening. So it starts at sunset Sunday to sunset Monday. We had one more thing I wanted to show, and I did share this in the Telegram groups. If you would like to join our Telegram groups, you can definitely do that by going to our website that is heartofthetribes.org. And it is from the, the I think, the description page, the the, it should be under our missions. Under our mission tab, statement, which is that's the right. second one. Go down to the very bottom, very bottom. and they're going to be the invite link. So all you have to do is click, click on it. whichever group you'd like to join, and, and please join us. Come right on in. Yeah, come come be part of the body together with us. We pray for each other. We praise. We share worship music. We share scripture um, and, and we're there for each other. We really are. We share pictures of our family and the things we're doing. Um, it's just a, a great experience. And then this last part I wanted to share is a very short video of the different types of shofar blasts for those that are interested. Um, 
And then I think that will be the last thing. Uh, you know what? I shared it wrong. Give me one second. Make sure I've got the video or the sound for you guys to hear. We, oh, yeah. It wouldn't work. We definitely well want to be able sound. to hear it. Okay. Let's try this again. awesome wasn't that awesome are you gonna blow your yeah words? now i'm in the mood to blow my shofar so let me pause this real quick stop and we hope that all of you will be able to blow your shofars we're going to try to find the highest hill in our area that we can find and blow this blessing over the valley over our nation just praising yah asking him to come soon come quickly because we all are looking for that salvation. We are. We love you. And we're so blessed that you're here with us so that we have this journey together and and heal together in all the various ways we can. But mainly to know we are a family and we're here together in the body. You're going to blow it? If you've got your shofar, like Brother Lee says, grab your shofar. Give it a blast. said I will see glory above oh your banner of love lies over me between the river and the ravens I'm fed between oblivion and the places I'm led so father give me faith 